0: The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome to the Thursday episode of Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one, the only, we're all fucking confused in this goddamn room, (laughs) Laura Jameson. Say hi, Laura.
1: (laughs) Hi. Hi.
0: I want to let everybody know I uh, flipped off Dawn two seconds ago because she's an ass and uh, left us all confused. So here we go. (laughs) Today we're going to be doing a guy by the name of Terry Peter Rasmussen, a.k.a. The Chameleon. Now, when she first told me Chameleon, seriously, I thought Foy George.
1: A Karma Chameleon. Yeah. Karma, 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 (laughs) Karma, Chameleon.
0: I feel like I should be wearing like a, a funky hat, do some makeup
1: some braids some braids with a beads real long hair. weird duster and some flats <laughs>
0: big long duster for no <laughs> fucking reason at all that's what gets me <laughs> ain't no goddamn reason not raining because nothing like it that it was the 80s <laughs> so i'm watching stranger things right
1: don't say anything because i'm not it's out of it,
0: it the 80s and what i love about it is it gives you flashbacks. It reminds me of the 80s. But oh, I it's keep... so
1: spot on. I oh, think. it is. And yeah. I sit there and
0: go, why? Why the fuck did we do that shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, none of us were like...
1: I love the 80s. Oh, me
0: too. It was. It's very nostalgic. Yes. <coughs> Alrighty. On this week's Thursday episode, we'll be exploring the mysterious case of who exactly is the Chameleon. In order to do so, we're going to have to bounce around a little bit in time, so bear with us, because you know me, I fuck up everything.
1: <laughs> I can't and that's read. why we love you. Yeah,
0: hooked on phonics didn't work for me or shit. <laughs> Let's do a little bit of background, shall we? So, Terry Peter Rasmussen, and his middle name's fucking weird as shit.
1: Re- okay, good. I was P- waiting for P-E-R. you to say something about it. <laughs>
0: I think his parents had a speech impediment, or maybe they were full-on retarded, because...
1: Or they just didn't like him.
0: They're like, fuck this kid. <laughs> That's what we're... <laughs> we're going to screw with him really big time. We're going to spell it Peter, but it's P-E-D-E-R. Fuck everything,
1: <laughs>
0: That's like naming your kid Chastity Belt.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's bad.
0: So, this dude was born on December 23rd of 1943 in Denver, Colorado, not to be confused with John.
1: Because <laughs> we like him
0: uh, Me too, man Actually, I love One of my favorite songs to play uh, by him Is Country Roads Yes I well, actually. It's always good Yeah, I, I use that as a warm-up song Yeah But he was raised in Phoenix, Arizona So totally different climates there <laughs>
1: They're both dry Both real dry But
0: it snows in Denver man And it doesn't snow in Phoenix It just gets hotter It's so fucking hot in, in Phoenix That Satan comes up And goes Nah fuck this man <laughs>
1: One year my family Decided to have The family reunion In Phoenix In July What the hell At is a campground I feel
0: bad for your family What the fuck Like
1: it's 117 degrees out
0: Did whoever planned that Eat lead paint, you Like you, I don't think can?
1: Heavenly Father Signed off on this
0: Yeah like that's Does that
1: tell you I tell you what's wrong?
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> it speaks droves. <clears throat> so very little is known about his childhood. We do know, though, that his parents were shopkeepers, and later on they ended up managing a shoe shop. When he was 10, 10 or 11, he started attending Whittier Elementary School. Uh, it's unknown if he was homeschooled before that or, you know, Really what was going on So we're kind of starting from scratch You know If they like Put him into elementary school And go Hey fuck it dude You're like 11 10 11 years old So you're going to start from scratch so y- I oh think That, you're that would idiot. be horrible Yeah Either way Difficult transition Terry later attended North High School Until about 1960 When he just said Fuck it And he dropped out During his sophomore year Oh So in the United States during the 1950s, less than 60% of the kids continued their er- education after the fifth
1: grade. That's scary.
0: Yeah, Terry entered school around the time many were dropping out. What the fuck. Yeah, isn't that fucked up?
1: And these are the people running the country.
0: Ah, uh, now I I totally understand what's going on now. It's just it's kind of a bell, right? So. Terry enlisted in the navy. In the navy, we go down with <laughs> seamen. In the navy, And <laughs> I'm just surprised with shit because it comes out of my mouth that's unscripted. Just <laughs> fucking Christ. Anyway, he enlisted in the navy to go down with the seamen in 1961 and served until he was discharged in 1967. So a nice little run for little, his career, yeah. like yeah. six years going on, right? At some point, he may have attended the uh, Dart the. DeVry Institute of Technology or for Electrical Engineering, which, uh, if you guys don't know what that is, in California, I remember, like, even when I was in college or even as a teenager, they had these commercials for DeVry Institute. Oh,
1: I remember the commercials. Oh, okay. I don't think
0: they exist anymore. No. So Terry was taller, was a tall, slender. uh, It says Caucasian. He was a white boy. A white boy. That's what he was when he was Caucasian. He white. He ain't got no Caucasian about him. That's me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he had brown hair and blue eyes. Don't you turn my brown eyes blue? <laughs> Terry moved to Hawaii to work with his parent in his parents' shoe shop. So hey, okay, they managed a shoe shop in Hawaii. Surfs up, dude. Not
1: in a bad Hawaii, place to he be. met
0: and married his wife, and her name is unknown. In 1969, I've noticed that. Like when I'm looking for serial killers and stuff like that, it, it'll say especially in this time period it'll be like bob married his first wife in 19 you know 52 and you're like okay what's bob's wife's name and they're like we don't know
1: probably because they were like oh my god do not let me be connected to this person that could that's be. what i would do but you, yeah would Who, still saying the, the of, records were different then
0: in the age of internet accessibility you would think you'd be like her name was mary and she was an okay person or whatever Yeah. No, can't get that shit of course not. no so that same year, their twin daughters were born. He found work as an electrician for, an oil and gas company, for some oil and gas companies, or he worked in the shoe in, in the shoe stores. That's what he did. He said, "Okay, I'm going to either do oil and gas or I'm going to do shoes." It so kind of bounced. You can around.
1: always fall back on the shoes, <laughs>
0: <laughs> especially with the Nikes and the Pump Ups.
1: Uh, some British Knights. Oh my God! Yeah, I you would, remember those. I want some BKs. <laughs> yes. yeah. dude, that'd be pimp.
0: Holy peg,
1: your jean legs and (laughs) put on some British nights. Hell yeah! Yeah, good times. Yes, in
0: 1970, Terry, uh, his wife, and his daughters moved to Redwood City, California. That's actually Southern California, just outside of San Bernardino. Okay, Uh, there's son was born in 1972. Terry's third daughter was born. Didn't say when his son was born, but okay, I guess the son doesn't matter. No, it's too too late. That's sexism right there. I he was born, was born in
1: 1970.
0: Then, right? Oh, 1970s. It said right oh, That's when they moved to the Okay, yeah. no, never mind. Okay, still sexist. <laughs> <laughs> in 72, the third daughter was born, and his wife separated. Him and his wife separated for a short time. In 73, Terry moved. Uh, Moved his family back to Phoenix because he apparently likes to live in the middle uh, of fucking hell.
1: Desert, yes. yeah. Yeah,
0: so, huh, it's not quite hot enough in uh, here. Let's go to Phoenix where we'll all catch on fire. <laughs> eh, good times, good yeah. times. In 1975, he was arrested for agra- for aggravated assault, and his wife took the children and left. She's yeah. like, Adios, bitch, I'm gone. Fuck this. And yeah. He's all like, Why? Because you're a fucking dick. Yeah. But I'm only an asshole because we're in Phoenix and it's hot
1: as fuck. Well, I'm whose fault freaking- is that?
0: That's what she said. She probably looked at him and said, It's your fault, motherfucker. I'm you getting out of here. here. Like in in the in redwoods, it wasn't hot year round. It was hot for all of like three or four days a year. You know, <laughs> it was warm the rest of the time. You moved us here, like we had fifteen kids. The rest of them just burned up. Yeah, took them outside. Poof, they were gone. They were but, gone. Nothing but ashes and baby rattles.
1: Oh, it's like Terminator Two. <laughs> <You
0: know>? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even say I'll be back. They're like, "Fuck it, I'm just glad it happened." <laughs> it's too hot. <laughs> They last saw him around December nineteen seventy five, maybe nineteen seventy six, when he showed up with an unidentified woman. That's like an unidentified flying object. flying onto-
1: woman, that's <laughs> what I thought.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> we've come here to anal probe you.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: it's gonna be one of those episodes <laughs> Great. On September twenty eighth of nineteen seventy eight, which that happens to be my brother's birthday. Oh, and it's really weird. Yeah. Um, his divorce was finalized, and he wasn't born in seventy eight. I think it was his two years, so uh, seventy five is when he was born. Ah. Uh, his divorce was finalized. Terry lived over the years in a number of states, including Arizona, Colorado, Idaho, Virginia, Texas, Ohio, Oregon, oh, Hawaii, God. and California. Wow, well, well, that's us uh, throw in the other fucking states. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> Pick a state, motherfucker. But eventually. He settled down for a spell in good old New Hampshire, which isn't anywhere near these motherfucking places. He he was
1: like, "I'm going to go somewhere much cooler."
0: Yeah, oh, I would too, man. Yeah, I would. After living in Phoenix and shit, he he
1: lived in Oregon, so I mean, then it didn't get as hot as it does now in the summer. It wasn't Orifonia yet. So
0: (laughs) no shit, huh? (laughs) Terry reportedly was known to travel with various women and children. Okay, I guess Um, kids drive every once in a while. (laughs) How old are you, Billy?
1: Take a nap.
0: You can drive. Fuck it. I need a nap. Drive, kid. Yes. While living in Manchester, New Hampshire, Terry lived under the name of Robert quote Bob Evans. I like that name, Bob.
1: Isn't there a wasn't there a restaurant Bob Evans? Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's a it's a very popular restaurant in the Midwest and down south. All right. And he worked. At the here we go again with the fucking names. Womback. We'll go with that. It looks like Wombat, but okay. Womback Mill. In January 1980, uh, Elizabeth Evans signed for the for a registered letter at his address. In February, he was arrested as Robert T. Evans for issuing a bad check that previous that, that previous December. So Elizabeth Evans was listed as his spouse on the arrest report. Hmm. In May, he was arrested again for stealing electricity. What? How much electricity can you fit into a bag? (laughs) I'm I'm kind (laughs) of curious. They're not looking. Grab the electricity and run. (laughs) The things that come through my mind, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm full of retarded. I swear (laughs) to God. (laughs) Then I get on here and I, you know. I sing louder than a fucking retard with a Mr. Microphone on Christmas Day.
1: Oh, I do love that one.
0: (laughs) That's actually my new favorite saying from listening to this dead bug guy.
1: That's hilarious. He uses
0: that one a lot and it fucking cracks me up. Elizabeth was once again listed as a spouse. In October, Robert was arrested for a third time. Jesus Christ, Robert, pull your head out of your ass. Right. Fuck, you chameleon ass motherfucker. (laughs) this time there was no spouse listed. i bet you not, man. She's like, you're a third time loser. Out of here, motherfucker. If
1: she even existed in the first place.
0: Well, it said that she signed for a letter.
1: But her name was in quotes, like Elizabeth, you know, like Eh,
0: true. Could have been bullshit. That's true. That's true. So authorities have no idea who Elizabeth Evans was and are still searching for any information about her. Hmm. Oh, hey, hey! Maybe it was Terry and drag.
1: That's it. Could be.
0: I feel like an Elizabeth. He is. Today. A, he's a chameleon. Because I'm a chameleon, I'm gonna rub my nipples right now. <laughs> spank my own ass. <laughs> I'm a bad girl. Bobby should spank me. Bad, bad. That's not right. Jesus Christ! Don't encourage that bullshit. Fuck. <laughs> so, by 1978, 35-year-old Bob, aka Terry, started dating 24 year old Marlise Elizabeth Honey Crunch. Oh my god, she's a cereal.
1: Honey, honey Church.
0: It is? Oh, I Honey like Church honey
1: Crunch better. <laughs> no. No, but
0: but that's fucking awesome though. I thought I thought she was named after some kind of a cereal. Like, wow, that's <laughs> I'm impressed. Like, I would date her. Oh. Oh. oh, Honey Crunch isn't the only isn't just good for breakfast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mary Elise was last seen in La Puente, California on Thanksgiving Day that very same year. So La Puente is also Southern California. Um, me and a now deceased friend of mine who died earlier uh, this year named Richard we used to go to the uh, firing range in La Puente yeah. and uh, spent a lot of time at that gun range. A lot of time. Nice. <sighs> After a disagreement with her family, she left with Terry and... Her two daughters, six-year-old Mary Elizabeth Vaughn and one-year-old Sarah Lynn McWatters. Those all sound like fucking, like, kind of like Sarah McLaughlin type names. Like, they should be playing guitars. There's
1: so many Elizabeths in this A lot of Elizabeths.
0: Yeah, but only one Bob. (laughs) Yeah, we're running, we ain't running thin on Lizzie's, but we only got one Bob. Yeah. The argument was likely over their age differences. Her mother felt that uh, he was too old for her. Hey, man, leave the dude alone. He's trying to get himself some young pussy, dude. It's
1: only What's eleven years. It's I mean, only really eleven it's Not years. that much.
0: God, it's, it's not like when I'm hanging out at the high school. <laughs> hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically.
1: Let's just say hypothetically.
0: <laughs> in November of 1985, the bodies of Marilise and Marie were found wrapped in plastic <laughs> wrapped and electrical in plastic. wire. <laughs> This dude likes anything electrical, man. I'm seeing wire. He's putting electricity uh, into a, a fucking That was a Twin Peaks bag. reference.
1: That was? <laughs> Wrapped in plastic.
0: I've never seen Twin Peaks. Never? Not even one. Oh,
1: it's one of my most favorites. I watch it periodically.
0: Oh, shit. I'm going to have to check that out then.
1: Yeah. So Big sp- David Lynch fan. <laughs> yeah.
0: Specifically, Carol Cable, which is a common type of electrical wire. wire. I didn't know that. Carol
1: I did Cable. not. I learned something new.
0: In a barrel in Bear Brook State Park in Allenstown, New Hampshire, by a group of boys playing hide and seek. Playing hide the salami is what they were
1: playing, (laughs) little pulpits.
0: Jesse Morgan, who was 11 at the time. Now I feel bad about making a hide the slimy joke with an 11-year-old. That's not right.
1: Gross, Scott. That's, that's disgusting. See, you can't listen to anything he says <gasps> with courage by laughing. Z- Every show has a warning. If you fucking- listen at your own risk. <laughs> that's exactly
0: it. Like I try not to listen to Scott at all because he's a disgusting <laughs> fucking monster. Anywho, this 11-year-old kid recalls how, quote, it was just odd that the barrel was out there uh, it was slightly rusted blue uh, it was a slightly rusted blue barrel it's a blue 55 gallon steel drum it's just kind of sitting out in the woods you know the brother that found the barrel went over uh, went over to it and tried to lift the top of the barrel Where the hell am I and then when he did that, uh, we were hit with a smell that was absolutely putrid.
1: Oh, and it is.
0: Oh, yeah, man. Dead bodies have been kind of festering for a little while. That's yeah, close, man. you don't want to do that. That's why you don't check out the, the barrels either. That Just been. leave
1: it the fuck alone. Leave it
0: the fuck alone. Go call a cop. Say, yeah. hey, man, there's a fucking barrel out here. You check that shit out. That's you what you can pick You look for. at it, yeah. Their deaths were caused by blunt force trauma to their heads. This barrel was later found by a hunter who reported it to the police. I thought the kids found... They did,
1: but they didn't report it, apparently. They didn't talk about it until after it was reported, I guess. Oh, no, that kind of
0: makes sense. The discovery has been accredited to the boys or the hunter by multiple sources. Knowing how young the uh, the boys finding something freaky and streaky would definitely talk about amongst themselves, but not necessarily to an adult, it's reasonable that the boys found it first knocked it over Ugh. and that's what drew the hunters attention. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Like, hey man, something's not smelling kosher in New Hampshire.
1: <laughs> chumming the forest.
0: We're, we're <laughs> not shark hunting. <honey>. Why <laughs> you chumming the forest, you bastards? <laughs> Going on for bird. In two thousand a second search was conducted and searchers found another bizarre discovery. About a hundred yards from the first uh, one barrel, from the first this should just be fucking first barrel, but okay. From the first barrel uh, was a second barrel.
1: Ooh,
0: like a double barrel shotgun. But okay, <laughs> there we go. And by now the boys are like, "Fuck that! We ain't even get close to this." Yeah, second. no. That's disgusting. Nope. This one contained the bodies of Sarah Lynn and an identif- unidentified child who was between two and four years old.
1: That's sad.
0: That's fucked up. The sand barrel had been uh, missed during the initial search. Investigators thought they, were, they might be members of the same family, so forensic sketches based on their remains were created. But their identities would remain a mystery until 2019 when DNA technology was able to be utilized. Until then, investigators had no idea who they were. They're they're clueless, right? Right. Where they came right. from, when they were killed, or any idea of who killed them. Like, they're a complete mystery. All they have is a couple of putrefied dead dead people. That's Gross. all they All they knew was like, hey, what do you know? They're dead.
1: Oh, okay. They're dead. They're dead kids. We yeah, know that much. They're
0: dead kids. We found them in a barrel. That's everything that we've got. Yeah. There. They were run through state and federal databases without any leads at all. The third little girl has never been identified, but it has been confirmed as Terry's biological daughter. Oh. He iced his own daughter.
1: His own kid. What
0: a fucking prick. The identities of Marilise Marie and Sarah Lynn were uncovered by a librarian from Connecticut who had listened to a podcast regarding the case. Oh. Oh. And it wasn't even ours. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Listen to ours, motherfucker. (laughs) She's, She's... (laughs) <laughs> she searched online looking for missing women and children in missing family members' uh, websites, looking for a woman who uh, were not officially reported missing and who fit the timeline of Bob Evans
1: mm-hmm.
0: while he was opening restaurants.
1: Restaurants, yeah.
0: During his time as Bob Evans, Terry dated Denise
1: Bowden. Bowden? Yep.
0: I'm going to go with Bowden, yeah, who disappeared from Manchester, New Hampshire. After Thanksgiving in 1981, when we were all still kind of getting out of disco, you know, boogie <laughs> fever there, still believing in staying alive, no. and everybody still wanted an eight-track player. Yes. With their with, anyway, she disappeared with her six-month-old daughter. Investigators believe that Terry murdered Denise somewhere in California, but her body was never found. She was not reported missing because her family believed she had willingly let uh, left town due to her financial issues. Terry, however, did not kill Denise's infant. Instead, changed her name to Lisa and claimed to be her father. So okay. Th- 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 there's a redeeming quality. That's
1: good yeah. so far.
0: I mean, he killed his own daughter, I mean, but fucking you're not killing somebody else's, what's kudos. I mean, so,
1: so far. <laughs> we don't know. I'm crossing
0: we... my fingers, see that? Yeah. Please don't yep. kill this motherfucker. In 1984, uh, he resurfaced as Curtis Mayo Kimball. Why? why? There's a why? name. Why the fuck would you call yourself Mayo? Like, for real, man. Like, I like a little <laughs> bit of Mayo on my sandwiches. not naming myself fucking Mayo. No. Like, I wouldn't even name my dog Mayo. It's like
1: the Mayo Clinic. That's what I think of. <laughs>
0: That's where it gets really creamy and whipped. Yeah. It's no miracle yeah. whip here. And was hired by uh, uh, an electric company, in Los, uh, Los Alamitos, California. But a year later, he was arrested in Cypress, California. That's also uh, Southern Cal, but that's more like Orange County area. Okay. For a DUI and child endangerment, he literally got picked. Yeah. <laughs> he, he literally got to pick his name. And I would love my researcher for this. And he picked Mayo. That's what I was just saying. Also, to keep track of his aliases, we have Terry, ba, who was... Bob Evans, and is now Curtis Kimbo, the Mayo Man. Yes. Are you the Mayo Man down from Sandwich Lane? (laughs) He failed to appear in court. Well, the kid wasn't his, by the way. He kidnapped her after murdering her mother, and I wonder why he didn't show. Up to court, right? This makes no fucking sense. We'll see if we can find this shit out. He claimed he met a woman by the name of Denise Laporte in California. Married her in California, and she was murdered, not by him, in Corpus Christi. That's in Texas, by the way. She didn't put Texas, but I know what Corpus Christi yeah. is. Investigators have been unable to locate her because, you know, she... Okay, then how do you know she's dead? I suspect he was referring to Denise and everything else is
1: lies, is what she put in there. I'm, where are, like, the... Records for marriages.
0: That's what I'm wondering. We need to pull that shit up because, goddamn! Like
1: it's always the, they're claiming these things,
0: but this is true. So Curtis, the mailman. I'm gonna. He, that, that's his new name. <laughs> he's not the chameleon any anymore. He's, he's the mailman. He, he's Mr. Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis and Lisa moved uh, to the Holiday Host RV Park in Scotts Valley, California. I don't know where that is. Hmm, weird where he worked as an electrician and a handyman under the name of, ready? Gordon Jensen.
1: Okay.
0: Another alias. We just did one about aliases like last week or the week before, whose alias had an alias had an alias yes. had an alias.
1: <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> so this
0: motherfucker's in that same goddamn group right there.
1: That's a, Yeah, that's like a <laughs> special group of serial killers all their own.
0: I bet you he didn't worry about Columbia House sending him, you know, fucking bills because <laughs> yeah. he didn't buy that last album. <laughs>
1: I got my free ones or my ones that were worth one penny,
0: and, uh, and that's what we all did. And oh no, yeah, nobody bought anything extra from Columbia no. House. Give me a fucking break. No.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, Curtis abandoned little Lisa there in 1986 with a family. He's like, take her, I'm out.
1: That's good.
0: So he didn't kill her. That's more that granted than his own daughter, but he did abandon her.
1: That's, so um, that's for her. That's I mean, it's better for her. Yeah, really? Yeah
0: she she got a she got a better deal on that one. Yeah. Officials uh, had their doubts. As to whether Curtis was actually her father But as he wasn't available to be questioned As far as a five-year-old Lisa's memories go He was the only father that she, that she'd known at this point
1: Right, yeah
0: Her identity remains unknown But she was adopted into a loving
1: family oh, I'm oh, glad for her
0: And she didn't wind up in a fucking 55-gallon drum Drum, yeah so, yeah,
1: kudos to her Yeah
0: Kill a Mockery Bird? I love the title. <laughs> yes, of this shit. Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Got fucking tons of aliases <laughs> and mockeries. In 1988, Terry was arrested under the name of, ready? Gary Mockerman. So his alias has an alias, has an alias, has an alias. You probably ordered from Columbia House for tapes for his alias. Yes.
1: yes. God, that's a lot.
0: And he did this... And, well, he.
1: Oh, oh yeah. That's totally. kind of what I
0: did. Yeah, yeah I did. While driving a. Sto- he got arrested under Gary Mockman while he was driving a stolen vehicle. When they ran his fingerprints, they discovered he wasn't Gary Mockery or Gordon Jensen, but was really <laughs> Curtis Kimball. And you well, motherfuckers was are still off because <laughs> he's Terry. He's like a transformer. I'm not really
1: Curtis. <laughs> Watch this, I'm Terry I'm in disguise. Yeah.
0: Curtis was charged with child abandonment in 1989. And he was sentenced to three years. He served time for abandoning the child <laughs> he had kidnapped.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh boy, this is great. It's still not as good as Catherine fucking Knight for tomorrow, but
1: this is good.
0: This one's good. It's entertaining, yeah. Fair. Curtis agreed to, flee, uh, to a plea deal to avoid child abuse charges. Because, hey, man, I might be a murderer, but I'm not a
1: child abuser. Right. You have to draw the line somewhere. Come on.
0: <laughs> I have standards.
1: <laughs> At least Curtis does.
0: Curtis does. <laughs> Terry doesn't give a <laughs> shit.
1: Yeah.
0: Terry's yeah. like, fuck it. Kill fuck them all. It. Curtis was Curtis was paroled in 1990. And, of course, Terry took off into the wild blue yonder again. <laughs> of course he did. Where did Terry go? Let's find out. Terry reared his head in December of 1999 because he was partying like it's 1999 <laughs> with a little bit of prints going on under the name of Lawrence. Quote, Larry William Vanner. Hmm. Much better name than Mayo. Than
1: Mayo, yes. I'm going to give Agreed. him that. He
0: thought this one through. He didn't think Mayo through, he thought this through. Okay. Keep this straight, people. Larry was actually Gary, who was Gordon, who was Curtis, who was Bob, but is really Terry. <laughs> I think that he's making a mockery of, uh, <laughs> out, of this, uh, out of us all. So, Larry was pulled over and cited for not having insurance or a driver's license.
1: Yeah, I wonder <laughs> why. Totally.
0: During that year, what the hell is...
1: Yoon Soon Jun.
0: Oh, he's a chemist. Okay. So, this, this Asian motherfucker she?
1: This is a woman.
0: It is? Okay. How do you know? It, uh, not, because nothing... I
1: read ahead like, you know, five oh. words.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, fine. <laughs> do read ahead. Because I'm looking at nothing inside that name says Vagina. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, In Soon Jung, a chemist in California, brought him home to meet her family. Oh, wonderful. Larry, a.k.a. Terry, and In Soon were married in 2001 in an unofficial ceremony. In June the following year, Insoon soon disappeared. Go oh, figure. imagine
1: that. Yeah. He's got
0: 50 wives and zero divorces.
1: <laughs> one divorce, oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. He that's did get one, The first huh? one, right? Yeah.
0: Huh. He is an amateur collector. He's not like me. I've got official divorces. <laughs> Amateurs. Her partially dismembered body was found months later in their basement, buried in cat litter.
1: Damn.
0: Damn. No kidding, man. The cats go down there and pee on her. That's, That's not disgusting. right. That's disgusting. That's just exactly. Like, are they using like Fresh Step or something? Like, he's trying to be something smell? with
1: like for multiple cats to yeah, keep that smell
0: down. Exactly, dude. Uh, Larry, Jerry, Terry, Tom, whatever the fuck your name is, I'll send you some <laughs> cat litter, dude. <laughs> Damn, you shit together. She died from, of course, blunt force trauma to the head. Terry was arrested in November. When officials ran his fingerprints, they discovered he was actually Chris Kimball. <laughs> Unbeknownst to them, he still had a few secrets. Mm. In a police interview during which he denied being anyone other than Larry, he said, Now, I haven't talked anymore about Ean Soon's problems or my problems because they're frankly, uh, because frankly, you're not my priest and you're not my doctor. And both stories have their place. Nope, he didn't mention a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> You're not my lawyer, motherfucker, which would have been more pertinent. Yes. You know, I'm more prudent to this fucking T- conversation. Exactly. In 2003, he surprisingly pleaded no contest to her murder and dismemberment. He was sentenced as Curtis Kimball to 15 years to life in prison. So, criminologist Jack Levin stated that Terry Rasmussen is different from the other serial killers he has, he, that, that he's ever studied. What distinguishes Rasmussen from most of the other serial killers is that he targeted people with whom he had a relationship. Most serial killers would never do that. It's the last thing that they would do. Instead, they focus on complete strangers. Which is true, most it's of Very people, true. Yeah. they are not going around picking off their own family because when you're picking off your own family, it's easier. You're going to gonna tie be the to number you. one
1: suspect. Oh shit! Yeah, man. Yeah.
0: The the spouse is always the number one suspect. Yeah. <coughs> Until they're cleared, or if they're cleared.
1: Yeah. True.
0: Terry was dubbed the chameleon due to his extensive use of aliases and the vast amount of territory his crimes free occurred in. Because he's a traveling man (laughs) Made a lot of stops (laughs) (laughs) It didn't help investigators That Terry told multiple people He was born in Wyoming As Ulos Jensen What the hell's up with this dude's names? Okay (laughs) For real, man Was the youngest son He had ran away as a teen Investigators also believe That he could have been born In San Pedro, California That's the coast of California Outside of Los Angeles Really, they had no idea who he was and where he came from. He came from those UFOs, is where he came
1: from. He came from the land down under. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. But did he burn Because that's where women glow, remember? Yes, women yes. do glow
0: there. Very glowing.
1: Men shunder, yes. Is that how those lurks go? That is. Yes, With it is. Glow, oh, oh, sh- oh, 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 shit, you're right. Holy shit. I,
0: I just had to hum that stuff. About about that. No fuck, that's the goddamn thing. Okay. Yeah. On December 28th of 2010, at High Desert State Prison, Terry Rasmussen died. His cause of death was listed as lung cancer, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, and pneumonia. Tis more, I tell you. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck she. Can you see, see these you see titles. what happens.
1: I'd just like to point out what happens when you continue to smoke, Scott.
0: Oh, I know. It's my last vice, though.
1: It will be. <laughs> it will be your last vice. Your okay, last no, I'm vice not, I'm is got, sitting on the couch I got a over there. last
0: vice, too. <laughs> but you know what? Either way, one of the motherfuckers are going to kill me. It's either going to be cigarettes or her. It's like a race at this point.
1: <laughs> I don't want you to die, Scott. Yeah. That's true.
0: I'll give it that. All right, let's get to tis more I tell ye. San Bernardino detective Peter Headley was assigned to Lisa's case in 2013. Between the time she had been uh, abandoned in the RV park and when she uh, when he was assigned, genealogy website databases had just oh, grown. Oh yeah, totally. they are huge now, man. Yeah. With the aid of genetic genealogist Barbara Ray Benter. In 2015, Lisa was finally able to discover her mother's identity. Learned that her mother wasn't originally Lisa Jensen.
1: She but, learned that her name wasn't originally. Uh, her name,
0: I'm sorry, that says her name. Yeah, I, I can't read. But was Dawn Bowden. And the man she grew up with, thinking it was her biological father, was in fact her kidnapper.
1: That's a lot to process, by the way. That is seriously a lot. Oh, shit, you're like, holy
0: fuck, that's my whole world, like, the world I thought I knew. Yeah, it's just gone. They provided the crucial information placing him in New Hampshire during the life, uh, during the time frame, as the Bear Brook murders. Do we have Bear Brook murders?
1: Yeah.
0: Are we going to be doing those?
1: No, that, those are, those are the, that's the first case, yeah. Oh,
0: It didn't say Bearbrook in there. It
1: it? did. It's just long and convoluted, all these different names. There's a lot
0: of names in this. And that's where I'm really stuck. I went from Terry to Barry to Jerry to to Robert to Bob (laughs) to Mary to to Ferry to Carrie to Jim Carrey. Yeah. And I'm just so fucking confused. confused. (laughs) When he was known as Robert Evans. Okay, so Bob Evans, Bearbrook, Murders. Okay, Lisa's, Lisa's sentiments are, quote, I am so thankful to be reunited with my grandfather and cousins after all these years. I want to send out a heartfelt thank you to all the organizations and tireless individuals who made this possible. Six years after his death, police had finally discovered who Curtis Kimball really was. Or, so they thought. Mm -hmm. Fuck my life, (laughs) more. Dude, There's
1: always more.
0: This is like watching a serial killer soap opera. Yes,
1: yes it is.
0: As the stomach turns, we we'll turn. Yes, somebody's going to
1: be in a in a coma on an island somewhere <laughs> and yeah, it's always that.
0: On January 26th of 2017, authorities publicly announced that Evans was a suspect in the disappearance of, of Denise Bowden at the Bear Brook Murders. And the Bear Brook Murders. Additionally, they announced that DNA confirmed that he was the father of the middle child found in Allenstown, but that Evans was a pseudonym and his legal identity was still not known.
1: Jesus.
0: How can they not know that in 2017?
1: <sighs> because there's so many and he's, he was all over the place.
0: Well, that's true. Like, I can't even follow this shit, and I'm reading it. Yeah. July of <laughs> 2017, police released a video interview of Curtis Kimball hoping to learn his real identity. Well, two months later, one of the children from his first and only legal marriage came forward and identified him as Terry Rasmussen, who he really is. It's not an That's Finally, his real fucking name. Finally, yeah. It's like a Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> no shit. Say, I was thinking about that. There's
1: another mask yeah, yeah, underneath it. Mask yeah. another
0: fucking mask. Let's see who it really is. It's Mr. Wilson from the store. No, it isn't. It's Mr. Blake <laughs> from the river. No, it isn't. It's Mr. Bob from the wheeler. No, it isn't. Nope.
1: <laughs> Wrong again.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. It's yes. a Scooby-Doo infomercial. Yes. The unidentified individual uh, also provided DNA samples. This case was also different from most. In, the, in that the authorities knew who the killer was but didn't know his real identity long before they knew who the victims were.
1: That's crazy.
0: It is. So suspects suspected other vi- victims. 14-year-old Lorreen Ron disappeared April of 1980 from Manchester, New Hampshire. Terry lived a mile and a half away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We have a Denise Denalt, mm-hmm. at 25, lived only two blocks away from Loreen, and she disappeared from a bar in June of the same year.
1: Imagine that.
0: Hmm, what a coinkydink. She had previously lived on the same street as Terry. After Terry was announced as the Fairbrook Killer, an anonymous tip was called in, and the police and the FBI conducted a search of the Man- uh, of Manchester in November of 2017. And again in May of 2018. In 2020, New Hampshire Senior Assistant Attorney General Jeff Strelzen. Strelzen. God damn, that's a German-ass name. (laughs) I wonder if he's at a crematorium. Anyway, Jeffy here announced that there was no evidentiary connection between Denise's case and Terry. But there was there, there is renewed interest in her case. <clears throat> 17-year-old Elizabeth Lamont disappeared from the Youth Development Center in Manchester in 1984.
1: And that's the one I was talking about in The Redhead Murders. Oh, yeah. This is the connection between the two. Gotcha.
0: Okay. I found a paw print. Yes. I put it in my notebook. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm yes. going to read. <laughs> All right. She received a furlough from the group home and wasn't reported missing until 2017. Holy shit. Yeah. Damn, that's a long time. Well, fuck. You would think she'd be missing after a week, not fucking two decades.
1: That, that was the whole two, thing about, like, because it was throwaway people.
0: Damn. When Manchester police investigated the tip regarding Lorene Ron, there is uh, suspicion, speculation, She may have been Elizabeth Evans. Oh. See?
1: Okay. I didn't think Elizabeth Evans was a real person. Gotcha,
0: gotcha, gotcha. Listed as Terry's wife on his arrest reports. However, DNA provided by the relatives proved that she was one of the victims of the red-headed murderers that we talked about yesterday. Yes. As a series of unsolved homicides across the U.S., Elizabeth's body was found murdered in Tennessee in 1985, four months after her disappearance, by the way. And given Terry's victimology and proximity to where Elizabeth lived, it's surprising she was a victim of a totally different serial killer.
1: It is. In
0: 1986, when detectives interviewed Lisa... They asked if they had, if she had any siblings. She had answered yes, but that Terry, but they died uh, eating grass mushrooms. Okay, when they were out camping. Wow, bad shrooms man.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Police believe that Terry may have killed them as well.
1: Well, of course he did. Probably,
0: yeah. Was she referring to the girls in the barrels, or is that uh, another unknown victim?
1: I think it was probably the girls in the barrels, because I'm it it's in strange. the woods, and that would be like, oh, they were camping, so...
0: Yeah, no, well, that would make sense, yeah. I don't know. Assistant Sheriff John Huber of California's San Joaquin County ponders if Terry was res- responsible for the killing of Jane Doe in 1995. Uh, Jane Doe. In 1995, an unidentified woman was found by scavengers inside a refrigerator dumped by the canal we did that one too right yes hey yeah it's not that 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 was part of the the flat tire murders right like terry's victim she had died from what force trauma to the head okay now i'm seeing the connection yeah and terry was everywhere he was everywhere he's kind of like elvis elvis is everywhere yeah in 2021 uh Geology research show Terry's unknown daughter is that geology it's supposed to be genealogy? Probably genealogy. Geology research show Terry's unknown daughter, who was found in the barrel, might have come from Pearl River County, Mississippi, which is about an hour from Nolens, Louisiana. She could be uh, descended from Thomas dead horse Mitchell who was born in 1836 or William Living's, who was born in 1826 interesting how experts can learn who her five six times dead grandfather maybe but can't fucking discover her immediate
1: family <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: she belonged to Long John Silver <laughs> back in fucking 1535 okay yeah. who's her mom we don't I don't know. know
1: I don't know that yeah
0: while the DNA provided by his offspring, uh, with the DNA provided by his offspring, authorities were finally uh, were finally determined seven years after his death. Makes no sense. All right, whatever. They finally determined. Oh, they, yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes sense there. If they finally determined it, the man who they put behind bars was indeed born Terry Peter Rasmussen with a fucked up middle name. Yes. However, to put a cake in things. He was also known to go by the name of Jerry Edwards Gorman.
1: There's a new one.
0: uh, Curtis Rollin Kimbo. So he dropped the mail. (laughs) (laughs) And the soap. Uh. And Don Vellerson. Venerson. And are these aliases, along with that of Ulos Jensen, who knows how many victims he might have.
1: Seriously.
0: For real, right? Yeah. Perhaps Elizabeth Evans and Denise Laporte existed and were murdered. Quite
1: possible. Yeah,
0: I think so too, right? It might be their child uh, be their children who Lisa recalled having died from eating grass and mushrooms.
1: That's but crazy.
0: You think Terry Rasmussen killed Elizabeth Lamont, or was she killed by a third and unknown serial killer?
1: I, he was everywhere, so it's totally plausible. I think
0: so too, man. This guy was a fucking nut job. Yeah. I'm digging all of his aliases except for picking the name Mayo. Mayo. I mean,
1: lost What kind?
0: <laughs> When you look at Pete, when you look at his middle, his real middle name, Peter, P-E-D-E-R, you think that's a bad name? Then you say, I'm gonna hold my beer. I'm gonna make. My I'm last gonna name make Mayo. it worse. Yeah fucking amazing all right remember you can send us an email at brutal nation at llc.com. check out the website at www.twistedbluellc.com check us out on medium crime bdm crime beat on medium or wherever you get your blogs just type in at brutal nation get the full story without any of my bullshit attached to it also if you're listening on spotify remember that we do have some quizzes and some questions that we posted and uh, let's interact let's talk about this shit this show's covered in twenty twenty two by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved, and we will talk to you all later. Bye-bye.
1: Bye bye. Bye.